I'm Chris. I'm Gonzo. And you're listening to Maybe We're Just Old Podcast. Back at it so soon, man. Feels like I just saw you like yesterday. It's so weird. It just like, it flew by. Last week didn't happen. I don't first, think. First of the year. We skipped a few days in there somewhere. Yeah. yeah. First of the year, not drinking alcohol. It's just like, there's no meaning to just doing anything anymore. <laughs> it's affecting our short-term memory, the lack of alcohol. Like there's so many health complications that come along with, with going sober. It's, um, I don't know. It's a, it's a real, real problem out there. Well, I think like we've come almost as one full brain now because yeah. this is the second week or the second episode back to back where we've gotten the exact same non-alcoholic drink. Uh, we both got non-alcoholic 0.0 Heineken. Um, not planned. Both showed up with it. Both drinking it. Huh? Both like enjoying it. it. I, yeah, it's not bad. I, it doesn't, like I told you, it didn't have that skunkiness that a regular Heineken has, which makes it more drinkable than a, than a regular yes. Heineken because... I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't pick a Heineken over really anything like light wise. I, I just no. don't like them that much. Like I would just get like a Bud Light or a Keystone over a Heineken if it was a choice. Uh, but yeah. this is fine. Uh, mine's coming in like a little small five ounce can. So I look like a giant holding these. Five which, ounce? Yeah. Like I look like, like Shaq holding a regular 12 ounce can. And uh, that's kind of dope. It's like a little hand grenade. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, uh, Heineken zero point zero. It'll do for tonight. You know, whenever I picked this up and it was holding the bottle, I was like, "Wait a minute, this doesn't feel exactly like twelve ounces." And then I look, and it's actually eleven point two. So um, I was able to feel the difference in the bottle. So maybe maybe a month of sobriety is a good. <laughs> yeah was a good thing if i'm able to spot volume by weight that way <laughs> i'm bad at that that's like and i have a lot of like things i'm i'm not too privy with um mm. measurement and like weight and stuff like just sizing things up i think just kind of you have to be like in your 50s to be like oh yeah that's like a quarter of an ounce about 12 inches right that's there. that's a dad move for sure i don't i don't have that either like last week, whenever we talked about how my dad had to bail me out and helping me finish changing the brakes because I I failed at that, like we, we he'd be looking at something he's and looking at like a end of a bolt and just tell me um grab me a fifteen millimeter socket, and then that would be it. I'm like, are you yeah. dead serious? I'm like, how do you? I don't understand that. And he's always yeah. kind of been like that. I'm and I'm never gonna be like that. I can't. That's yeah. To your point, that's your like connect Wi-Fi, how it's so easy for us to like figure out simple Bluetooth yeah. connections. That was their like, they had to learn that stuff because I don't know, they just did things different back I then. I guess so. They had to like yeah, build. they just used sockets that much more. They built the world you live in now and now we kind of mess it up and then also just have technology <laughs> that we have to show them uh, Netflix passwords and, and all that, so... Anyways, yeah. Yeah, man. Heineken. Sponsor us. Whatever. I or dig no. it. You know what it kind of tastes like? Because it doesn't have that skunky bite. It tastes like Stella in a way. Oh, yeah, it does. 
wow. Yeah, you're yeah. you're right on with that. And it didn't cost it didn't cost me anything, but you know how we talked about Stella being like eleven dollars yeah. a six pack. How much was yeah. that? Did you buy a six pack of that? Yes. And it was eleven dollars. <laughs> really? But Stella now is thirteen fourteen at the same place. That's true. Like it's yeah, we're going through a beer recession. So it, this was still yeah. I don't think it was on sale. There may have been a dollar off or something. But um, yeah, it was still cheaper than that and still tastes like that. It doesn't it taste like it's non-alcoholic. We gave this to somebody, they would think that it was just regular. You could right. trick them, you know? Yeah. Just trick them into having a bad time. I agree. Yeah, somebody should just do that to me. Just hand me non-alcoholics and just be like, eh. I should tell Manny to do that when we're out. Just like, go. When I yeah. don't, when I say go get me a beer. Like one, don't be mean and just go do it. But like, yeah. <laughs> just like go give me a non-alcoholic and bring it back to me and just don't tell me and I'll just go and it'll be like placebo effect and I'll think I'm, yeah. I'm getting drunker when I'm really just having a Heineken. How'd your wives how'd, are good for tricking you like that for, for the sake of health. <laughs> what like, is this fat free? What is this? Yeah. Facts. Man, a long time ago, Regina was putting like Metamucil or something and sneaking it into my beer. Like I was drinking like a lot of wheat beers at that time. So you couldn't taste it. And like, if I, I don't remember what it was, maybe I wasn't like shitting enough or something to her, <laughs> to like her expectation. So she was sneaking the Metamucil in the beer and like hilarious. Just secretly like taking the, care of you. <laughs> yeah. Like even whenever, because <laughs> we're so hopeless Probably electrocute ourselves plugging in a toaster or something if they weren't around. So they're yeah. just secretly taking care of us and cutting out that stuff. Dude, watch here in like 20 years or something like that, 30 years, she's going to tell me, you know, that entire time you were drinking non-alcoholic beer, I was switching it out the whole time. It, yeah. You thought that you were doing something special. You were drinking the same three beers over and over and over. And I was swapping them out for non-alcoholic. It's going to be something like that curse yeah. you for taking care of me <laughs> right who knows maybe it's just like a little bit of poison in there too that's slowly killing you um yeah. <laughs> it, it could go both ways yeah could be the other way around yeah y'all got uh y'all got some snow there right like have y'all been snowed in like was it just, like i think i saw you had a snow day Did you have a snow day yeah so yeah the kids had a snow day from school it really wasn't that bad like i mean i guess it was kind of bad and like, it's always fun anyway. Um, I don't think it would have been, like, the most treacherous thing in the world that, to try to get them to school. But, um, but I mean, it was coming down, and there was no way telling how, how icy it was going to get. So, I mean, it was a fair amount, but it still only lasted for, like, the day. I mean, there's still snow out there, but pretty much, like, in the shadows, you know what I mean? Like, everything else is already melting. It's, it's getting direct sunlight. So, it looked, uh, it was more exciting looking than it actually was because uh, – I want like a good solid week worth of the same snow. You know what I mean? It feels like it's been forever since that's happened um, over I, or over in these parts. Yeah, I was gonna and, say uh, I don't I don't want that at all. I don't want I don't want it to snow. It was like a good. Uh, dude, it was fifty degrees and it was like so cold out here. <laughs> man, like I don't know what broke in me before, like because I left yesterday and um, in shorts and slides. And still probably a hoodie, but run into the grocery store or something. And there was plenty of snow on the ground. Like I'm walking in the slides over the over the snow. 
And whenever I get in the car, I mean, the, the thermometer in the car said that it was like 30 degrees or something. And I was yeah. just like, okay, I'm, I'm all right. Like, it just doesn't. Uh, I remember doing that when I lived there, but now I don't think I can. Like, I think it's, it's, it's often softened me when it comes to like the weather and just it being, I don't know, not perfect. <laughs> if it's just not perfect, yeah. then it's, it's complaining like, oh, it's, it's 50 Anything degrees outside. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I heard somebody talking on the podcast about that exact um like idea that LA people are soft because of the perfect weather. Like they don't have the same adversity as yeah. like they're comparing to somebody in New York. And then the guy that was talking, he was like, Man, growing up in, in New York, he was like, I think that everybody I walk by is gonna might punch me in the face. He was like, So he's like, the weather doesn't even bother us at all. He's like, I'm so I'm more worried about violence in the streets and stuff like that. And it's he true. was like, but these soft ass people in LA with all their space and perfect weather, he was like, they don't have that same sort of thing. And it was it was kind of funny. They were talking about like the hunger and like comedians, musicians, and stuff like that. But true. there's a difference in people, of course. Yeah, because you don't like wake up just mad at I don't know. mad at everything because it's cold, or you don't have to like California. Like yeah, California yeah. people can just walk out barefooted, take their dog out, not have to like freeze, just taking their dog out or something, and any time yeah. of day, yeah. But doesn't it doesn't matter when it is, and yeah, that's so weird that they're not they don't succumb to forty degree temperature swings. But yeah, I did get out though, man. I got out in the cold right before it snowed, and actually once in the snow, um, I was telling you that I finally got me some new running shoes. Yeah. Um, after complaining about the other ones for a year and um i'm loving them so far it's an adidas takume sen eight or something <laughs> i don't know it's kind of a weird thing it's got it has like a big fat sole on it but it's the the light strike i think is what they call that sort of foam so they're like lighter than my slides dude they're so so freaking light and uh and i loved them so far like i said i got out there and it was really cold and i didn't really properly warm up but um, yeah, super comfortable, super light. Yeah, and I did them. That's always yeah, good. That's always good. Yeah, man. And then uh, if not, then you can just go with uh, just a cheap knockoff of whatever Nike one you want, since everybody just copies Nike. I was gonna say, yeah. I mean, we can we can kind of get into that with all these lawsuits. You sent me the thing. Was it Bape? Bape's Bape's getting sued. Yeah. Um, so Nike's finally suing the shit out of Bape. So for people who aren't all familiar with that stuff. So, um, Bape is a Japanese company. They've been around for 20 some odd years. Yeah. I think and the, their, their 30. biggest model of shoe is the, is the Bapesta, which is just a, an air force one. And with, and instead of a swoosh, it has this kind of star logo on it. it. It's, it's literally identical to it, Yeah, but they never sued them. And I always read that it was about an international copyright law that over there, they had, it had already like expired the patent on it because the Air Force One had come out decades ago. So that, that's what I thought that it was. Do you remember that uh, it was like in a lot of like home decor, but the the Keep Calm and like, was it Keep Calm and Prosper? I don't know the original, like Keep Calm and whatever. And everybody came up with their own type of slogan for that. Like that was like what you're talking about. Some sort of copyright like ended in like, 2003 or something and then everybody could just bite off of it and so everybody was making their own and like you saw yeah. like i think 
the chive had went really big with that. And then everybody started making their own version of keep calm and do whatever. And, uh, and it's because of that fun and everything. Yeah. It's yeah. because of that, that copyright kind of expired. And so anybody was open to, to do it. And then it also reminded me like how you said the uh, always sunny, the theme music is just kind of like a, anybody could use that theme music. Like, it's a royalty free song and anybody could use that on a commercial project. They came across it by accident. Evidently is what the story that they told it. Like they, there was like a switched file sort of thing. And they just decided to leave it. Cause they're like, no, go ahead and use that. But it's like a public domain type of song, so yeah, anybody can can use that. Um, Winnie the Pooh, did you see that was going around on the internet a little bit? The Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey horror movie that somebody made. Oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. That the same thing, Winnie right? Winnie the Pooh in a public domain, and I read that this is the crazy one. Mickey Mouse is about to enter into the public domain, so people will be able to do things with Mickey Mouse on it without it being. A copyright infringement. Now it's specifically like the earliest version of Mickey Mouse, like okay. from the, the racist one, Steamboat Willie cartoon, <laughs> like the yeah. <laughs> you can do whatever racist shit with Mickey Mouse that you want. This it can't be can't be newer than that. So yeah. <laughs> it's got to be racist era. That's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, basically, evidently that's. It. <laughs> That's supposed to happen sometime this year. That's random weird stuff. I gotta do a Google search on the upcoming upcoming uh public drops to where we can get some shirts made and just like pounce on that before I don't know, before That'd Nike be does before Supreme there's, does. There's or another something. another brand another multi-million dollar idea that we have is have a brand that only uses public domain stuff as soon as it becomes like eligible for that. I think I had heard a story. Is- to um you know the what's it the sod poodles there that they had the contest of name the team and they like gave the public three names and as soon as they released the three names a guy went out and bought the rights to them all the three names before they could pick one Wow! and then they ended up having to pay him the sod poodle like trademark or whatever and so it's just a genius like you don't think of it this guy was probably a lawyer or something uh but he just it was like martin screlly that <laughs> yeah, dude, right? the, yeah. the dude the pharma bro that was selling like aids medication for like a thousand dollars a pill that's that's his type of move <laughs> it's just like you're on that scheming level to where it's like man somebody didn't do the paperwork at the at, at town hall and he was yeah. on it and he was like, I'm just going to buy all three. So they got to pay me something. And so crazy. And on their point, like they can't just go back on their word. Like people voted for the name. Everybody was so hyped about it. Yeah. And they're just like, and just give the guy whatever he wants. Cause we're committed to it. Like we already got it all. Like the sign, we already, we already made a sign. <laughs> what are we going to do now with the sign that we made? What are we going to do now? That's crazy. That's what we'll do is we'll just go to small towns that look like they might have a population that's about to bubble up enough for a, like a D league <laughs> baseball team. And right. then uh, just trademark their shit. If we see that they're voting for anything. Yeah. Man, any, that's like, ruthless, but upcoming, like smart upcoming, like meta or something like you don't got to just like meta dash whatever, and just buy up all those things. So whenever, like, I don't know, maybe something on Mars related. Like we just got to think that far in the future. It's like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Think of something Mars related or something that we use here that 
doesn't have Mars connected to it. I don't know. I'm trying to think like a Mars iPhone, like something like that. <laughs> a Mars yeah, so phone. They have to they have to pay pay us for the for using the the, the copyright. I've there was somebody who did something like that with um with like just celebrities as they were getting bigger, buying out the like the domain for the websites, and then they would have to buy it back from Smart. that person. Yeah. So if you if you were early on justinbieber.com and sold it back to him, <laughs> like it. that's the that's the move, man. Yeah. That's what we need to get into is just is is ripping off entrepreneurs like that. Right. When I go <laughs> good... try to find Ortega.com or something like that. You're like, I bought it. Yeah. It's mine. And then just it's mine now. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. We can yeah, we gotta out. we gotta figure out something. Uh, something kind of useful. We got to scout these uh, these TikTok influencers, and they don't know. They don't know what they're doing yet. Like they're oh, just yeah. young, and we just got to take their name and add a .com to it, and just buy and all the stuff. Com. That's yeah. brilliant. Any social media person that's about to about to pop off, just buy anything that that coincides with their handles on their various platforms. Yeah. Get those two. Just scoop them all up, just to make sure that you got. It. Another genius idea, man. I like that. I'm going to go check uh, Last of Us HBO Max Sunday.com. Right. <laughs> Just any single form of it that you can think of. Yeah. Like misspell a couple of things. Uh, the Last of Sus. I've been thinking of that title. That's what we should have used. That's uh, <laughs> but I've been thinking of that being like a, a fun, uh, I don't know like meme worthy thing for the last of us is the last of sus um anyways it's making definitely gonna be the episode title and um (laughs) so it'll be associated with us like on on google searches whenever this uploads so yeah exactly whenever someone misspells it or think like they're the funny one that's come up with that they're gonna be like oh (laughs) this guy got it already i hope he didn't get the dot com uh yeah man you want to talk about the episode it was a it was a good episode was it episode a good episode had some some stuff I've been waiting for uh, to see so some introductions here. So um, yeah, go ahead and you can kind of kick it off with your with your some of your initial thoughts. Love the opening. Uh, love the opening scene. Uh, basically sets up how it's like the epicenter of where it started. Um, I'm trying to think what country it was in. Do you remember what country they were in? Uh, I think they said it was Indonesia. Indonesia. Okay. I was going to say Indonesia. And so basically, you know, they go and get this um, expert on this and like kind of tell her what, what happened. Somebody was bitten and other people at a factory were bitten. And she like instantly has this reaction of like doom. And it's just like a cool little like uh, flashback into um, the beginning and uh, really crazy. And really just like puts you in that, like uh, kind of scary COVID life uh that we were in and uh or yeah it was just like caught me off guard it was good because it wasn't in the game right correct like that that whole scene that whole you never see that at at all right yeah they never portrayed anything like that so whenever she had said like they asked her like asked her what should we do i thought she was going to say like pray and that was going to be the ominous thing but she said bomb the city that caught me off guard. That was that was wild. And it was like, oh shit, like they're they're serious about it. And then you can't help, you know, like you mentioned COVID stuff. 
you can't help but think, would they do that? They probably would do that. They would probably have to do that in a situation. That was where my mind went. Like, exactly. damn, what if they did that? Like, and, yeah. and, and even if not, that was hard. Now, now that's in people's minds because so many people are watching this. That whenever, like, if we do have a neck, the next, you know, pandemic or next kind of outbreak with something, some stupid mm-hmm. person is going to be like, oh, you got to bomb that city. Like, you just, like, you know, the last of us told us you got to bomb this city. Right. So, oh, like, yeah. Conspiracies go, will go crazy. And they'll say yeah. that they invented the this outbreak so they could bomb us. That's going to be the the next step in the conspiratorial yeah. mind. Right. But that's but, for um, another that's for the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll say that. <laughs> we'll say that for Joe will go over that on a four hour long pod with with somebody. Uh, we'll talk about the episode still. Um, yeah, so it leads up with that. And then it goes through um, more of the of the adventure that they're on. I want to say adventure mission to kind of get Ellie to where and uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think because I'm getting a little bit of the episodes mixed up, but they go into like this. Is it like a hotel type of area? Because I remember yeah, the building yeah. with all the water. Yeah, um, with all the water. And they kind of like navigate through that. Um, and, they, and that also gave them the chance to kind of isolate her for a little bit because they're still trying to determine if she was actually. Oh, right. Yeah. Chicken, and chicken sandwich, too. Yeah. Yeah. The chicken. Like those little scenes are good, man. Like they're, they're nailing the because she's still like that kind of smart ass um kid but it, you you see a lot a little bit more of like their relationship that way how they just kind of just take shots at each other and make cracks towards each other and yeah. they they do so well with it that was like a, a good little scene and humor scene to kind of um i don't know make you like them but continuing on with the episode they obviously go through that they kind of run into some some uh is it is it clickers is that what they call them clickers so yeah one uh they look incredible like they look crazy like nothing we've seen before when it comes to like a a monster type zombie type stuff and uh they're kind of like kind of almost telling the story of what they can do what they can't do by uh them like not being able to see and they use you know uh kind of like what is it called the sound waves or it's like an echolocation echolocation yeah. yeah there you go like like a dolphin like a dolphin yeah uh and then kind of explaining that they kind of get they run into that obviously run into a couple of them um is it what's her name i'm sorry what's the woman's name I tess? Always forget. yeah it is tess is it? okay it just shows how much like prep we do for this thing most yeah. podcasts <laughs> would have everything just like written down with notes and stuff and we literally have nothing we're just going based off memory uh but anyways <laughs> they get separated because you know the the zombies kind of going after them they all kind of separate a bit and then uh tess ends up getting bitten and it kind of uh they figure it out you know obviously say their goodbyes and then it ends with tess getting uh kind of kissed bit whatever you want to call it zombified uh from another zombie and then uh obviously like sacrificing yourself so joel and ellie could could get out and kind of make their way onward but uh yeah man i'll 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 dish it to you because i'm sure you have some takes to kind of like compare to the game and then also just your thoughts on it because it was another good episode riveting all the way through 
uh, fast-paced. It's just good. It's just a real good adventure. It holds your attention. Like, it really holds your attention. And, um, like, and it's cool. It's cool that you haven't played the game and that I have because, like, we have, like, a different sort of perspective going into it, but it's still equally as entertaining. So, like, I don't feel like just because I know what happens and how it plays out like that ruins it in any sort of way, just because it's like, I'm just excited to see the way that they portray it. So they're still sticking to a lot of the cool game details. So like the whole thing where she mentions that she can't swim, um, that's like a, it's kind of like a, a core mechanic of the game because that's how they create some of like the puzzle, like stage areas. Yeah. Because since she can't swim it and Joel can, you'll have to like, build little rafts and kind of maneuver her around and, and it uh, they okay. just use that to be able to make a puzzle section of the game so that it slows it down a little bit not action oriented so that they were kind of doing a shout out to that whenever she jumped in and like so that's more of that fan service there was one specific thing that i won't i can't even mention it because it's it, it's a huge spoiler but they had referenced some things that about uh there's a, a dlc like add-on um to the original game that uh it's a kind of like a big flashback thing and they've made references to what's in that DLC pack. Um, um okay. just through the dialogue, which was really cool. So those are like just, just little Easter eggs there that they kind of mention some things and don't explain it at all. And it just seems innocuous in the episode, but like having played it, it's like this whole kind of thing. So it, it's a cool, it's another cool reference, but um, yeah, seeing the clickers come on stay on, on screen, that was like, been waiting for that the whole time they had very very minuscule little hints of that in the uh in the original trailers leading up to it so like that was a, a huge thing because that's pretty much the big main like villain character within the game yeah um just because they have that like the sound that they make that creepy yeah. like throaty guttural sound um it, which the sound effects sound identical to the game like to the point where like they completely recreated that perfectly. And that's one of the biggest things that adds the suspense to the game is whenever you play those, especially whenever you wear headphones playing those types of stages, like you just hear the spatial, you know, uh, effects of the, of the clickers going around you and making that sound. And then they have that shriek whenever they do see you and then just all hell breaks loose. So like seeing them depict that on screen was super dope. They completely nailed that. Yeah. Like you said, man, um, the the clickers aren't really like like anything that we've seen before which is really dope they stay true to the character design in the game like just the whole thing they're just they're just creepy looking all the fungal growths and stuff on their faces and it's like they're kind of zombie but kind of not and um yeah that keeps it interesting too yeah the whole like world that they've built looks so like grimy and just dirty and like really portrays like a a fungus type stuff uh which i was going to ask you about because i think that is like something that i've heard also um is i guess the the way that like those that second group of zombie kind of like re respawn (laughs) in a sense Mm -hmm. and that was a little isn't that a little different than the game uh like was that in the game how how like they respawn from a different uh location not really like that yeah that that's that is a little bit different from the game there wasn't anything that was real explicitly kind of showed that 
Yeah, whenever uh, you kill them, if, you know, you shoot them in the head or whatever it is, then that always stops them. That they those don't come back like that. But but I don't know, like those ones that were all on the ground, like that was the implication is that there was a big like firefight between the the people and all those infected that were on that street, right? The ones that were all laying down that ended up kind of like reanimating whenever the sun hit them. Yeah. Yeah. Some sort of like connection that was between them i explained it a lot better but uh the um whatever like the government or whatever like uh yeah army type people are the people that are kind of the um people following them rather than the zombies i think that's the other kind of difference that i've heard yeah that's a little bit different so far any of the changes that they've made so far between these two episodes have all been like practical changes because they either just looked better on um on screen or because they just um it just worked better to kind of cut to the chase and stuff like some things they they kind of they shortened a little bit but so far it's it's still really sticking to it like you mentioned the way that they make the city and everything look that looks identical to the game super dope the way everything like you said is like all in ruins but there's also like vegetation growing everywhere yeah that gives a cool kind of just a cool effect where it's almost like yeah this has been destroyed for so long that like new life is already kind of coming from it and like i just like the way that that looks like i like seeing ruins you know what i mean starting to that was a question i had because you see like some birds flying around maybe some other animals like how is it not infecting the animals but maybe that's a question they'll answer or maybe it doesn't get answered i don't know i don't think that they ever really I don't think that they touch on it because there are animals in there um, in the game. Yeah. Even in the second one. Yeah. There's dogs and stuff like that, that, that like the enemy, the yeah. enemy characters will, will have that are just kind of out there and stuff, which is also brutal in the game just because the way it's depicted whenever you have to take out dogs and stuff, it's, it's rough. But yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, very visceral and stuff. And they're sticking to that. And I, and I feel like they're going to end up doing some stuff as it goes like this isn't a spoiler at all like i I feel like they're going to get like more and more graphic with it i think that they're going to end up because that's kind of a staple of the game and i could see them doing some stuff that's just kind of shocking but still not without purpose you know what i mean yeah it was never just like violence for the sake of it's more so to like just kind of show i mean they showed it they already did showed a little bit of that um whenever uh joel beat the shit out of that guy i guess that was at the very end of the the first episode yeah but um yeah and just pounded his face in on the ground and just it was just brutal and um yeah i think that there'll be kind of just more of that since joel is hardened from his 20 years roaming yeah. the countryside sort of thing but um yeah, well, i know I'm, I'm i can't loving it i can't spoil anything for you but um I have heard this next episode is is pretty good, so I'm not sure how it uh, coincides with the gameplay, but um, I've heard the third third episode is is a good and so um, looking forward to that on Sunday. I am too. Like whenever I was thinking about it, because of the the length of the episodes and there being nine episodes, like the game itself is is not that long in terms of modern game standards. Like you can beat it in ten hours or whatever. And um, which is like the length of the series. So I hadn't really added it up that way that they could literally, they could verbatim portray everything that they, that you see in the game if they wanted to, you know what I mean? That's kind of cool. Since it's, 
structured yeah. as a mini series instead of a movie because that's one of the things if you're anytime that you watch a movie it's always going to be a condensed version of whatever the thing is yeah but doing a mini series with a full nine episodes that are hour length you know like that's pretty cool they can they can capture the entirety of it if they wanted to they could do a shot by shot recreation um not that they need to but it's like it's just a cool way to do it since I don't know. I can't think of, a, of that ever being a thing with a mini series that way for a for a video game. Yeah, like I think they've. I'm trying to think if there has been one. I know there's got to be, like, of course. But only thing I could think of it is there like a Resident Evil one. But also, I don't know how like what game. There's so many Resident Evil games. Um, yeah, there's a ton of them. So I'm not sure if it it depicted a an actual game or if just like the characters off of it. But. Uh, yeah, man, it's interesting. Uh, that's a good point. I'm glad you you said how long maybe it would take to play the game because they're obviously yeah. trying to get as most or as much as they can into the series, and uh, it's going to be exciting to see where they drop off and what they leave. And I know the second game, so it's like, where do they start that at? Is it second season? The third season? Like, how how long are they going to drag this out because of the popularity factor of it too? will say this about the the second game takes a fair amount of time into the future so that that's one thing but uh the second game was also i'd say twice as long at least really? it was it was significantly longer so yeah so if they did go that avenue then yeah i, I would be curious to see how they did it if they condensed it if they kind of split it into two halves over the course of a couple seasons because you could also do that just with the way that the story was written so there's a lot of different ways they can take it but um yeah but i trust whatever they do because so far they're nailing it there's no way that the rest of the the series is going to be yeah like let down you know, like it's gonna be yeah good. yeah it, they've already established how good they are for like playing their roles you know what i mean there's still going to be room for other characters that come in that are going to be like nick offerman in there we still haven't seen his character yet yeah and um that'll be really cool just kind of seeing that and then also just the more the dialogue because the, the dialogue is really good the way that they interact with each other it's just kind of interesting to hear so yeah we'll continue to watch it continue to watch it if you if you have any questions on any of this go to last of us hbo max sundays.org i'm sure that one's up for grabs i'll buy all the dot orgs and the dot nets use promo code old gonna dig this i know you're gonna dig this that's my favorite drop man i love that part of the of our intro music with with our fresh drop like it just it fits so perfect it's the best man that's how we let the people know that we're, that we're bringing the freshness yeah so i'm excited about this one i went a little bit of a different uh different avenue than than typical typically because we usually go with really very underground artists whenever we do stuff um it seems like for whatever reason, that seems to be the the case yeah. most of the time. Not the not the norm. Usually, a little bit out there. You got to be somewhat into into some deep music to to know who we're talking about most of the time. Yeah, yeah. So this time I went, and it was mainly just because it. I got the notification just yesterday because this dropped just yesterday, and it's um Corday and Anderson Pock, who we're both extremely huge fans of, um, in their their second collaboration. So. 
their their first song was it, what yeah. was it r&p r&p that's the only song um, i've heard from corday so uh and it's so good the vi- that yeah. video was hilarious they went back and forth really well in that whole sort of i don't know a method man and red man sort of vibe yeah. whenever they're doing the the past the mic back and forth sort of style and completely just bodied it and it's um it's dope, man. Corday's good. Like that put me on to Corday. And he, he's younger, but he he raps like like he's from our generation. Like he he's just way more lyrical. Like his he's I don't know, definitely doesn't sound like any of his contemporaries really. Um in a good way. Cause he just sounds he's just really hip hop. So um yeah, let's get into it. I know you're gonna love this song, obviously. I saw this pop up uh yesterday too. But I didn't push play, and I'm and I'm glad I didn't because this will be the first time I hear it. So uh, you're obviously going to get my genuine reaction to it. It's called Two Tens, and it's a couple of a uh, couple of ladies laying on a picnic blanket, um, which is undefeated in an album art too. So uh, let's yeah. push play. I'm ready to hear Anderson. So let's go. Yeah. Okay, two friends and they both tens looking nice. Uh, too bent, I should call it quits, but I'm not. No chances, we all dance in the light. Uh, tell me what's the odds we can all get uh, a bite. Okay, the last time we tried that, it didn't end well. Plus, you never know the story that they friends tell. And off the brown liquor, nigga, feel like Denzel. Out in Washington, in the D.C. with a chocolate bitch. Little freak bitch, get geeked off erratic shit. So what you do? Shut the club up, like uh, so y'all man, that's that other shit. Paying child support through the government. Really great, really great. Of course, biased Anderson's great. He's always going to be probably one of my favorite artists when I'm 90 years old. So I'll be talking about Anderson, but so good, man. Corday sounds so good. It gives me very, gives me very like Cali Snoop and Dre vibes. Um, yeah. The back and forth, the back forthness of it. Um, Corday sounds so good on this, man. His flow is really tight. Uh, He's he's definitely in his story bag telling type of type of tempo, which it's just like man, yeah. Driving through a park, like listening to this would be perfect setting. Uh, and Anderson just with his raspiness and his his Andersonness, kind of you know, like you said, the back and forth of it's almost poetic when it when it goes back and forth, and it's just smooth, nice nice Cali vibes yeah, to man. it. I did see on the uh, on the credits, Mister. Mr. Jermaine Cole is is on there. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't catch that, no. Yeah, J. Cole uh, production here, um, which I don't know. Take that for that... whatever it is. But uh, didn't really get too much influence other than like, you know, Jermaine is really great at uh, storytelling and that type of yeah. flow uh, like Corday was doing. But uh, I didn't get it until I saw it. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes a little bit sense, but it sounds good. It doesn't sound like J. Cole because it sounds more Cali to me, but uh, good for Jay. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I mean, I could see it being like a, a J. Cole beat. Yeah. Like, like an earlier one. I mean, he does his own beats and it's, yeah. Sorry if Which, I ruined yeah, it I for did, you. I, <laughs> <laughs> ruined the song for that's you. A good, that's a good catch. Now I want to dig into it a little bit more, but uh, yeah. Great song. No, you're, Dude, it's just it's really vibey, like you said. It sounds like a a Southern Cali, just cruising type of thing, and they're just real effortless and floaty on the beat. Um, Anderson always has that, like he his he has a lot of dynamic to his 
his voice because he can make it just sound like different things whenever he wants it to sound like kind of whimsical whenever he's rapping. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like a certain thing that he does where it's just very floaty, just having fun with it. And like them finishing like off each other's like last rhyming words and stuff to set up the next like response. Yeah. I love that. Like you said, Snoop and Dre, Beth the Man and Red Man, whoever, like I love that sort of style. And it's cool that they brought that back. Yeah, it was definitely like, like I said, I think Corday had like the the Snoop type of role in this, uh, being how smooth he was, and then Anderson was like the Dre who kind of came in with his like little little jabs and bits, and I don't know, I always think of like Dre's like ad libs that he does on a Snoop song, and it's just kind of like Godfathery and like it's kind of you know overseeing it, but making sure that everything's good. Uh, yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. And that's kind of what I felt Anderson was doing, but Anderson's so good, man. He's, he, yeah, he just, I don't know. He's able to do so much with his voice, like you said, and be dynamic and uh, put him on anything, man. Put him on anything. I can listen to him read the paper. So. Yeah. I don't know. He's, he's one of the most talented people making music right now. He can just, he can do so much and he doesn't miss and he's still original. It's like, he really captures um, every bit of it. Yeah. You can see, I mean, you can also just hear like how original he is. You can also hear and hear so much influence that he's getting from not necessarily anything in particular, but as a whole, so much more music, like so genres rather than artist specific, like he's just takes so much from each genre that he's influenced by and he's able to do that and put it on really everything that he does. Yeah, that's a good take. Well, speaking of talent, sir, I told you I told you last episode that I heard something that day that uh and I'm glad you did a hip hop song too, because I told you I was gonna do a hip hop song this week. And uh I sent you I sent you something that um you might you might know. You might know. Looks, um looks familiar. Yeah, so it's an artist, uh he names himself um who is Chris Thomas, and the song is perfectionist. Um and I'll pass it over to you because I'm sure you have much to say because this is your song, Christopher. Yeah. So th- this was fun. So th- this beat I had been sitting on um, for years, like literally years. It had been sitting around and I've been wanting to use it for the longest time. And then I started writing to that. So like if anybody who's known me for a long time, like I had my old perfectionist songs, I had done two of them before. And um Oh, by the way, I didn't. I of, didn't tell Chris I was sending him his own song either. Uh, I did I, not I, know this. I was wanted happening. to be a plug for. I'm like, oh yeah, Chris, I'm gonna play your song. Cool, yeah, I'll pay you ten bucks. No, that didn't, that didn't happen. I, I, I kiddingly, yeah. like, was like, oh yeah, I got one for you, and just sent it to him. And he was like, oh okay, cool, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> and, uh, until I find out that you bought the domain before I could, uh, yeah. and then, uh, <laughs> and then you sell it back to me. Yeah. I bought WICT.com, who is Chris Thomas with two S's, Tom Ass, <laughs> just in case you just in case you got like, you know, X-rayed with it and you went that route. Uh, hey, you, dude, who is Tom Ass? That, that could be the side project, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've already bought all that. So, but continue on with the story, man. Yeah, man. No, th- th- this is cool because like you've known me like since I started uh, making music. 15 16 20 years ago damn near i mean i guess whenever i was was writing stuff in high school but uh and then i didn't get back into it until last year 
So like I started doing the um, messing with the piano and stuff uh, during the pandemic. And then I started, then I just connected it to the computer and started using it like a MIDI controller to make beats on logic just to mess around and then started doing stuff again. And it's cool. I mean, I've already released three songs since I started doing that. They're available on streaming and um, it's just been, it's been fun getting back into it. Just kind of getting the, getting the hobby going again. And I, I don't try not to take myself too terribly serious or anything like that, but I like to have fun. Yeah. But I guess, it, yeah, we can play it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's obviously you don't take it too seriously. It's called perfectionist. Um, and he's, he did a two pack. He did the perfectionist and he did uh, the second song humble. And they go, like I told you, whenever I heard them both, it was kind of like a continuation. Like it just it fit well together as a two pack. Um, it kind of flowed well. If you listen to perfectionist first and it went straight into humble, it was a good tempo, good change of pace. Uh, and yeah, man, I dig it. Like I told you, we did good pain homage to, to the old stuff he did with the perfectionist type of line. Um, and yeah, man, beats were good. I enjoyed it. Uh, we talked a little bit last week when you dropped it about the album art, which is great by the way. So the, the album art for the perfectionist is like a, a room and there's like a chair in the middle of it and like a piano in the background. Uh, I'm trying to think what else is in here. It's it's kind of weird because there's paper everywhere. Uh, and so the first time you see it is just like, oh yeah, okay. Exactly how I explained it. Chair, piano, paper everywhere. It's a board with some stuff on it. But then you told me there's like imperfections in everything. And I was like, oh yeah. Like the more and more you look at it, the, the more you see kind of just like becomes like a, a puzzle you're unraveling uh, when you're looking in the picture. And uh, you have a fun story behind that too, you told me. Yeah, it was um, kind of weird. So it, it all came from using an AI art generator, which is like a controversial thing in the um, like in the art world, evidently, um, just because it, it's basically you just put in input strings, and then it can spit out extremely complex just images in general. I mean, and it can do it can do anything. There's a lot of stuff. Um, online a lot of articles that are coming up about that types of stuff just because of how how strong it is so like i'd had the idea of like a waste paper basket just with a bunch of crumpled up paper and i was supposed to kind of sell the idea of the the whole perfectionist thing like i just keep starting over because i'm not satisfied with it and then that kind of turned into to this idea that i had so then i started using the the generators to create the images just to kind of see what it looked like so, um, and this was one of many that were spit out and the, the, the string was something like, it was just like exactly like you described it, like crumpled paper on the floor of an empty music room or music studio, I think is what I, I wrote something like that. And then that one was my favorite one with the chair, the empty chair in the middle. And then, like you said, once you see the because it's it's not perfect and it was just like a free ai generator that i was using just to see it it messed up some of the things and then i kept that because of it so like you look at the legs on the on the chairs for example some of them don't even connect it's almost like an impossible image like it doesn't yeah, <laughs> yeah it's crazy the more you look at yeah. it because it's, it's so funny and you don't recognize it on first glance and then keep on looking at it it's played in well to the perfectionist type of uh of title so that is cool it's a cool thing yeah it is a cool little thing i like getting to talk about it the the piano legs are another weird one 
Yeah. Like, like you said, just different things that you look at some of the pieces of paper, like that's not how a paper would be shaped. The writing right. on that back wall is messed yeah, like up. All the pieces of paper, are not like your normal, whatever notebook piece of paper. They're like all weird shaped. Uh, and then like at first glance, it looks like some artistic, like Banksy type feel to it to where it's like, Oh man, that's art. That's cool. Somebody like perfectly placed all these pieces of paper like to make some sort of art, yeah. you know, type of diagram or whatever. But uh, yeah, man. But yeah, appreciate the the storytelling on on the whole background of it. Um, how about we play it? How about we play it? A person who refuses to accept any standard short of perfection. Crazy for this one, genius typically different. Brilliance is my affliction, good music is my addiction. The best is what I give them, unless it runs through my system. Invested, I'm on a mission, impressed with my own condition. The game is looking hazardous, my ass is now the catalyst. Advocate for the future of rap, and this ain't that half of it. Actually, I'm the last legit rapper to kick some ass and get after it. After that, it won't happen unless I pass the shit. That's the shit, disaster hits, and I'm blasting bastards with that assassin black. And hit matter of fact, you hit him with the last of this. Get a little bit of what blast master kiss. Bane head, you really didn't ask for this. But you got now, what you gonna do with it? Who get it hotter me whenever I move with it? Who run this shit? Not you, bitch, I'm proving it. Hotter than cap facing, Google that shit if you don't understand what I'm saying. I'm on a whole nother level, you really don't even know what you are facing. Fit like I'm tailor made, I'm afraid to say that I got this game locked down. If you think you can take it, you need a new game to play. Was ridiculous, rhymes are meticulous, bars are vociferous, words are deliberate, endless and infinite, infamous sounds yeah. so my name is ubiquitous, bitches. I'm still talking my shit, how I say yeah. it is why I'm different. Listen, I'm gonna talk that shit until yeah. they pay attention. Not the new kid on the block, more like the old man on the corner trying to teach his kids a lesson. Don't say that I didn't warn you, no, I don't compete with no one, and I'm not being facetious or perfectionist. I mean it when I call myself a genius. I'm an original and enigmatic, the way that I see it is ever emphatic, the pattern fanatic, I had it, I had it made me a maven and made me a maverick I'm more than capitalize on the magic of making a mockery of the establishment and of the status quo I will attack it until I know that I've had an impact and I'm off to the races but I face it I'm a break 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 it if it ain't shit I'm a state great gracious going ape shit through the matrix like an agent coming off I hate it have a basic donation I'm a maven I'm a main man and I may just be amazing gracing you with the basis of a come up you ain't never seen let's face it who is Chris Thomas perfectionist Shouts to Nick for giving me this perspective of he always like tells me things about the podcast because he's like, he made the point one time. He was like, normally I couldn't speak to the people who's doing the podcast, but now I can just text you and say you were wrong about something or <laughs> you, you're, you're an idiot. This is a point. Um, I get to do the same with the song because I have you here to, to tell me. That's right. Uh, <laughs> um, the, uh, the best thing about the beat, I think, is I don't want to say it's like uh like gram worthy or like real worthy, but the 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 little like moaning back and forth. 
I, it's just it sticks out so much because it's part of that beat and uh where how'd you do that like how'd you come up with just like that like uh Dude, so whenever I was doing the beat, like I said, this is years ago too. And it's funny because you're right, because that type of thing works on like a short clip. Yeah. Like I just um I was messing with with vocal samples and um just kind of like free vocal samples and stuff that are out there of okay. different people singing. And I cut that one um just really short. And honestly, whenever I, I had it like mapped out, like you assigned it on a channel or whatever, um I like hit the keyboard, like the computer keyboard and did it with a different tone. And I was like, it was just kind of like by accident initially, like hearing it. Then I added the reverb and the delay and and messed with it to make like a little bit of a, um, like a melody out of it whenever it starts going up and down and stuff. And that's, that's dope. And I love it because like my, in my head, when I, the first time I heard it, I was like, is this Chris making this noise? And he just like cut it and like, like you said kind of messed around with it but it's like you making like just like a a moaning noise it reminded me of have you seen that episode of new girl where they they tell schmidt that they could just make any edm song and he wouldn't be able to like know who it is and they go around recording different sounds and putting them together and i was like i wonder if chris was just like rapping and then he makes a sound he's like that's kind of cool i'm gonna you know put that lower that put something in that and then that's kind of how everything comes together it's kind of like a mad scientist charlie dayboard of a song right <laughs> pretty much like whenever i hear a sound like that and just like i like the way it sounds and just keep adding stuff to it because like whenever you hear just like the dry sound itself without all the effects and stuff on it it sounds completely different really really oh, but, that's um, cool d- yeah so like doing all that it's kind of fun being able to how Kanye to, you know, of you. To chop it up and it is that's pretty Kanye of me, right? That's pretty forward thinking. I was kind of in the in the future, especially with you know what's honestly kind of funny about it too, is that like like I said, it, the beat was so old that it sounded kind of like the EDM trap type stuff, Dylan Francis and uh type stuff that I was listening to at that time that started to sound a little bit dated at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Whenever that music was kind of like starting to you know, it was starting to shift and that style was phasing out. And then it kind of came around full circle a little bit with the, like with the trap stuff in the last couple of years in terms of the, the faster hi-hats and yeah. really heavy 808s and stuff like that. So that all, that all worked. Like I don't even have the original like files for that beat. It was like, I had it in my email for the longest time, that export that was just like that. So I had to also like whenever I was recording over it, I had to kind of mess with it a little bit because it wasn't, I didn't have like the original, like all the stems and stuff like that to mess with, which, so it kind of made a bit of a challenge. That's the one I've been sitting on forever, but yeah, I was glad I finally got it, got it done and put out. It was, it was fun. I also want to ask, uh, how many times do you, did you have to record that last verse? You say so many words that like, I, I always say that, I don't know why I have a podcast because I don't speak that well. Like, I don't, I don't like, I can't <laughs> enunciate things that, that well when I speak regularly. But uh, obviously, uh, but you have a lot of words in there where I'm like, this motherfucker, like, he can't say that all in one take. <laughs> so, okay. So the part whenever like the beat kind of slows and yeah. it, you hear like a little bit of almost like a double of the voice with like the, the kind of the deep voice underneath it, that was one, done in one take. And I think it was the the second mm. take that I did. One no, take but Drake. it's funny though. Cause the other shit though, it took way, way longer. So there's other parts in the song that are short 
sections, like two line sections where like um, I normally will record things straight through, but sometimes I'll piece it together if I want it to like overlap at all, just for the, like the effect of it. And there's other parts that I recorded 20 times, 20 takes of just one little section. But those parts, those I did, them like, like I said, the, like the second attempt, which is, I don't know, it's dumb. And I actually recorded that backwards too, because that was like the first part that I recorded. Oh, really? Oh, okay. And kind of, which was weird. Like I had it all written out, but I was just, I wanted to hear how that sounded because I wanted to layer the thing. And I was yeah. like, this will be a hard ass way to, to finish out the song with the beat drop. So I actually recorded that first and then kind of did the song. That's awesome, man. Uh, one take Drake. He done, he done write his rhymes down on paper. It's all in his head. Uh, Chris Thomas, anything else you want to, you want to add to it? I also want to say like, we didn't play humble, but it leads into humble and y'all should listen to that too. Cause that one's also good. And it, uh, I think it mixes well with the other one. I appreciate that. You were the one who gave me the idea a long time ago of doing two threes together like that which I got some stuff that I'm working on right now um, coming up soon. But uh, yeah, having the, the two back-to-back, it's single workout. I, I like the way that it transitioned and they're not too long. There's not really a hook in either of them. So it kind of works. Oh, yeah. It's almost like a little mini narrative. So so check it out. Follow me on IG if you haven't. And follow me on Spotify too. Like actually do that because it doesn't really, it doesn't show listeners the same way it shows followers. So do that. Support Instagram, Spotify. Apple Music. Um, I don't know where else you get music, man. Those are the those are the ones I usually do. Can you name another one? YouTube Google, and Amazon. YouTube and Amazon Music, Google Music. Um, That's and then there. check out who is Chris Tom com, <laughs> And I'll put the link to the songs in my website. <laughs> <laughs>